humans! Welcome to Palin' Around, the official Uppercut podcast. Here we'll be focusing on video games, fandom, pop culture, and how they all interact with the internet. I'm your host, Ty Gallas-Rew. A little different today, but don't worry about it. And joining me today is Uppercut's number one K-pop stan and the future Mrs. Kojima Jr. editor-at-large, Monty Velez. <laughs> that was the most beautiful intro I've ever heard. <laughs> Just wait till you hear yours. Oh boy. I'm proud of yours. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man, that's so fucking funny. I love that. But hello, hello. I'm here. It's been a while. Um, I like how you said don't worry about it as if like something happened to Jess and like we're never gonna speak of her again. Jess is this is the uppercut ARG. Jess is dead. No! I'm totally just kidding. Jess is just a little under the weather this week, so. <laughs> but wouldn't it be fun if we turned Jess's disappearance into a murder mystery ARG? I think that'd be no. great. No. <laughs> no, I'm telling her. I think she'd be into it. Anyway, uh, we also have a very special guest joining us today as well. Uh, she is a titan of TikTok and a community management queen. Everyone, please wish a very happy sword temper to Kitbox Games <laughs> Communications Director, Victoria Tran. Hello. Wow, that was a really good intro. Amazing. Thank I, you. I'm stealing I, I that for all my that. future intros. You can put it in your bio, honestly. Yeah. You can have it. That's, That's my gift to you. <laughs> I'll um, credit you. <laughs> Uh, so thank you for appearing on the podcast. That's yours free of charge. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but how's it going, Victoria? It is It is going. It is uh, 2020, and that's about the best answer anyone can ever give about how people are doing. Um, but I am very excited to be here and excited to be talking to both of you about our topic. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good one, I think. So today we are talking about the notion of a good online community versus a positive online community and kind of like the notion of toxic positivity and like how that bleeds into our space and you know kind of how it impacts things and then you know since victoria is a community manager and you know director of communications at a game studio and all that we figure we can kind of pick her brain about you know how we go about changing some of this stuff or how she deals with it in her day-to-day life um, at work and stuff like that. So I'll link it in the show notes, but there, uh, I found this article in the Washington Post about toxic positivity. Um, and basically it says, like, while cultivating a positive mindset is a powerful coping mechanism, toxic positivity stems from the idea that the best or only way to cope with a bad situation is to put a positive spin on it and not dwell on the negative. Uh, and this is from Natalie Dottillo, who is a clinical health psychologist uh, with Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. And it goes on to say, uh, it results from our tendency to undervalue negative emotional experiences and overvalue positive ones. So that sounds familiar. So familiar. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm really glad that you brought this topic up to me because it is something that I've been thinking about a lot of like, I mean, like, the problem with the internet and a lot of things is that we do have to simplify a lot of ideas, especially if you're talking about it over Twitter, where it's, like, 280 characters, or you do a really long Twitter thread that no one reads. Who knows? Um, But it is one of those ideas that I, I think we've lost a lot of nuance when we talk about, like, we need to be good to each other, like, we need to be kind to each other. Like, I agree with that, but there's so much 
embedded in that that I think people forget that would love to pick it apart. Um, I think I saw actually a Twitter, I think I linked it at one point, um, from a tweet from Blessing Jr. who talked about how being good to each other means calling someone out on like bad behavior and helping them course correct because that is like a good thing you can do. Um, but I don't want to take up all the space. I don't know if y'all had any ideas. Um, yeah, I wanted to, to chime in. I think with toxic positivity on my end, kind of like my first uh, like experiences with it was kind of coming from my, my household and with I think this is with a lot of parents, but because of mine, just traditional immigrant parents, um, being good and happy all the time means good and happy things will happen. Um, If you're upset about something, the sort of notion of like, don't think about it. Just like, think about all the good things that are going to be happening or like, there are like good things that are like going on with you. Um, It doesn't give space for you to be upset or sad and that's something that you know does internalize people don't want to think about it they think it's just an imaginary feeling that goes away but no it, it builds up and it kind of makes you sort of like hate a lot of stuff once it gets to that point um yeah but being in those gaming spaces it, it doesn't give a lot of room for conversation and definitely calling out the bad is is something that you know i know we do um especially and that I think adds in with like being good to each other. Um, I can't have a friend be called a good friend if they're not calling out on behavior that I'm doing that's like perpetuating bad shit that's going on. You know, that's just like a bystander. Um, and that's something I see a lot in the gaming space. And this whole thing of like, well, I don't want like bad thoughts into like my game. I don't want to think about anything else but my game. And it's just like, well, dude, this is like the real world. And like, we have to think about these things. Um, but I know an issue with kind of people understanding that is it does, it comes from a notion of like, I guess, growing up with people telling you like, no, no, well, this good thing is going on. Like, don't think about the bad. And especially with relationships, I know like I've had an ex who's just like, why are you thinking about that? Like, there's so much, like, good. Like, if you're just positive, just, like, just don't think about it. And, like, that triggers the hell out of me. Um, so I'm going to stop before I get fired up. Uh, Ty, do you want to take it? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and I think, I think part of it that is, like, so gnarly about it within game space specifically is people, like, games press came from enthusiast press, right? Like, games journalism originated in a, video games are cool and fun. Let's all talk about how cool and fun they are. (laughs) And, like, people continue to feel that way. And it's, like, if you try to, like, take video games seriously and, like, talk about the ways that they fail or, like, the ways that they could be better or, like, the things about them that are genuinely harmful, people immediately are, like, let people like things. Video is just a game. And it's, like, no, it's fucking not, dude. Like, if... Like, it is a game, but if that game is causing harm to the people who are playing it, or at least some of the people who are playing it, then, like, that's not great, and we should talk about it. Um, And, like, the same thing kind of goes with, I feel like, our broader culture of, like, being on Twitter and stuff, where it's, like, <laughs> like I've definitely been told, uh, oh, I used to find you really abrasive, because, like, I used to, I mean, I still do to a degree, but I used to yell a lot and, like, call a lot of people out on shit, and, like, now that's kind of more acceptable but it's still there's so every single day i see people being like 
oh, like, we just need to be nice to each other. Like, blah, 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 blah. Why are you tearing other journalists down just because they wrote a bad article? And it's like, because their article was bad. Like, it's not a personal attack, but, like, if you put out work that sucks, people who work with you can say it sucks. Like, and it just, it crushes, it's like what Monty said, it crushes conversation. And it's just really fucking irritating. That's bad. That's really bad. Like, I think having those conversations are important. And especially in the gaming world, that gets a little blurred because as you grow up, you start having friends and networking people, like, and acquaintances in just, like, that space. So you start to become a little scared to say anything. And um, something to kind of, like, relate to this, with my last job, I worked with a lot of models. And in the company, even though we embraced a lot of, like, women empowerment and, like, you know, feminism, there is things that did perpetuate just the opposite of that within the company. And a lot of friends of mine were really upset with the company, but not me directly. So when they voiced things about it, um, I couldn't take it personally because these are real thoughts and like real conversations that need to be had and things need to be brought up to the higher ups. And I think people are still like not knowing that. Um, and that's that causes issues as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like I get I get why people just want to have this positive continually positive mindset and be positive and happy and I wish I wish the whole like solution to everything was just think happy thoughts and manifest your happy destiny or something um <laughs> because I get it it's it's it sucks like 2020 sucks I hate like having to deal with all this shit too and I don't even have the worst of it like I'm quite privileged in my own ways for sure um so I get where people are coming from when they do that but uh, the problem is, again, is that so much of online interactions is so reductive. Like, a lot of the times I know when people see, like, like if you go viral for something, it's usually because of some spicy take or some, like, really polarizing opinion, let's say. And that's the first time someone's ever exposed to you. So they're like, oh, wow, like, why can't you just, like, be supportive of other people? Why do you have to do this? Why do you have to do that? And it's it's super frustrating. Um and I think the problem is, like, there is as much, like, toxic positivity is a problem as well. And it's also the mediums in which we talk about these things and the way we have these conversations that I think really perpetuates the problem. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, like, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a jerk, so I guess I'm just going to sound like a jerk. Yeah, there's, like, this big attachment to, like, oh, if you're attacking me or, like, if you're attacking this work, then you're attacking everybody who worked on it. And it's, like no um like like the like the fucking neil Druckmann and troy baker stuff right like that became so weirdly personal for no apparent reason like because i know like as creative people like yeah i get like oh we're in our work like blah 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 and it's your baby and you care a lot about it but like caring a lot about something doesn't mean that like people can't criticize you um it's kind of the same thing. There's a thing happening right now where an IG, an IGN reviewer is getting, like, attacked by an indie dev for his oh. review of their game, and the guy is, like, low-key saying he might kill himself over it. Uh, it's not really? good. Oh, boy. And, oh boy. like, that's an, like he, he shouldn't be dealing with that. Like, like 
I'm sorry that you put so much of yourself into this game, but, like, no one asked you to. And, like, that's on you. And if someone doesn't like your review or, like, doesn't like your game, like, you know, you can't do that. And that just feels, like, so indicative to me of, like, how this culture feels of, like, people are like, oh, if you have a game, like, you can't criticize devs because, like, they put their heart and soul into that. And, like, you can't leak stuff because they put their heart and soul into it. It's like... I know those are kind of different conversations, but it's like, you know, like at the end of the day, like people are putting stuff out to be consumed and like people are going to have reactions to it. Like, and they're not all going to be positive. And I don't care how passionate or like kind or cool you are. Like if your thing sucks, it sucks. That's fair. That's fair. I think in the like, in my defense of game developers, uh, I haven't seen whatever this review slash indie dev drama is i'll drop a link in the Um, chat just so y'all can kind of see what i'm talking about because it's please do bonkers (laughs) please do um but i think there is like and this is probably because i work in community like there is a right and wrong way to criticize yeah something uh and again this is why i don't know the context of whatever happened um but there is like a lot of care and thought and probably things that some devs can't talk about, whether because of legal issues, NDAs, etc., um, that affect a game. But I agree that it's like, I think being critical of the media you consume is good and should happen, even if you poured your heart into this game and you hoped everyone would love it. Um, I think it's okay and good to be aware that people will criticize it. Um, but again, in defense of developers there's also a proper way (laughs) to criticize a game um and i have seen like communities falling into like personal attacks which is not not great don't do that please don't do that and don't send bomb threats i've had one of those oh my god because yeah like that's wrong too right like (laughs) i'm not like like when people go like ape shit on devs for like stupid things or like like obviously like that is wrong and toxic and bad too but like yeah i'm i'm I'm, I feel really bad because the iChin reviewer actually deleted all the tweets about it because they are being harassed. Oh, boy. Um, oh, wait, here it is. Here it is. Um, it's not good, but yeah, basically this person, like, is making a new game that's, like, basically talking about how shit indie game development is and how everyone is terrible, and it's like, this is... And, like, I feel bad for the person because, like, it is one of those, like indie game dev horror stories where they're like yeah i crunched myself for five years and all this shit but it's like you can't like you can't do this to people because they didn't like your game um yeah and like that just yeah it kind of feels like i just it's such a struggle and it's so frustrating because i think like that's even like what you and i just talked about victoria right of like there's a right way to do it and like both of our viewpoints can, like, kind of, you know, coexist or at least be in conversation with each other. But, like, that nuance never gets to enter any conversation. And, like, yeah. part of that is Twitter, totally. But part of it is, like, people don't want to fucking talk about it. That's true. Um, yeah, I th- again, it's, like, it's one of those things where, like, talking about... It. I think the problem is, is that sometimes you don't know if someone is coming from an actual place of, like, wanting to discuss something or just trying to troll sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, whether or not they're just trying to take up a lot of your time and it's really hard over the internet. Um, I agree. Like, if we could 
if we could have a discussion about it, if we could actually be able to like put aside probably like a lot of hurt pride like i'm sure that's part of it too um and discuss like it could be beneficial but again that's also just a lot of time yeah that's true and i mean that definitely goes back into the territory of like who has to be the one doing that educating Mm -hmm. uh and it's uh (laughs) it's usually uh marginalized people in the room right so it's true it's true. And, like, people don't have the bandwidth for that either a lot of the time, and I totally get that. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I have a question. I get really frustrated. May I ask a question? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, so, with, like, the whole educating thing, I actually wanted to ask when things are going wrong within a community. I know you and uh, I, Ty, we've had, like, instances of, like, you know, having to have these conversations with community members of, like, hey, this is wrong and you can't do this. Um, And, Victoria, I'm not sure if you've had those experiences as well, but I know recently there's been kind of, like, sort of a fire um, between, like, this YouTuber named Eugenia Cooney and, like, because there's no community management kind of going on, um, the community sort of like imploded and there's a lot of things happening. Um, how, what do you guys think is sort of like the best way to handle a situation where you see something is sort of like toxic or wrong in a way? What personally do you think is like the best ways to handle something? Uh, I guess my question would be, do you have any sort of, power in this community as in like are you a moderator are you just a passive bystander or i guess as a community manager or like a moderator for sure let's let's say for that right yeah so i think it is i think people need to take responsibility for the kinds of communities they create if they are in that position um so whether that's a community manager whether that's a streamer with a really huge community and audience um I think it's part of your job to be able to know what your goals are with the community and to make sure they are behaving in a way that you find acceptable. Um, so yeah, so in, in the case of seeing like things implode, seeing things like go unwell, hopefully you would have already had planned for that. You would have you would know that this is a possibility or you would have had rules and so you could start like nipping the toxic members in the bud you could start um sending out bands you could start talking to community members who you think are just a little bit misguided and you can like lead them back into kind of becoming just better advocates for your own community uh it's really dependent on the context i think of the situation Mm -hmm. it's hard to give general advice because so many so many ways that things can go wrong especially when it comes to people is so nuanced and varied um but for example like i think a place that has no moderators that has no set rules that has that is just like a place where people think it's like oh if we just act like adults everything will be okay like that never works out well mm-hmm. there's like this infamous game dev group on facebook that just added a bunch of game devs and didn't have rules really it was just like just drop in and talk about games have fun and then it quickly like imploded within a few months because everyone was arguing oh no oh no yeah it's yeah well 
this is this is when pe- this is when everyone realized oh we need a community manager mm-hmm. but that's fine yeah um so yeah so it's it's really being knowing that that is your job to make sure that you are either preventing it from happening like the implosion or kind of like basically nipping it in the bud before it mushrooms into a big disaster and if it becomes a big disaster you should have your own like ways to deal with them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean i think hopefully right like when you're building a community at the start like like what victoria said like hopefully you're kind of accounting for that to the start like you are you know creating community guidelines and rules like that you're gonna stick to because that's something too i feel like doesn't always happen in communities is like they'll put up Mm -hmm. rules but then they'll be a little bit too afraid to actually enforce them Mm. um and like what's the point of having rules if you're not going to enforce them um and then to you know just like really sticking with like having values i think is really important to a community like at least for us with our you know discord and stuff like we had a very specific set of values that we went in with and i think we've done a pretty good job of sticking with them and like enforcing them in our server um and so i think like i think you like a lot of people i think are maybe like a little naive or like just don't realize what's gonna happen if they do end up having a community of any size um and then i think people are kind of like scrambling to make up for it when it's maybe already too late or mm-hmm. they're like you know kind of already sliding down the hill because they weren't ready in the first place um which is fair because i mean like there's no way to really know like how fast something is going to grow until it happens right like that even happened with blaze ball like their discord server like all i've heard was at the start like people loved it and it was really sweet and cool and then like as more and more people started they had like a genuine crisis about like how are we going to model these people like how right. are we going to deal with all of this like and there's no way to really gauge for that, and that just sucks because it's like you just gotta kind of run, I guess. Like I don't have a solution to that. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's it is one of those things where you have to kind of just be able to react accordingly. Um, I know, uh, for example, Goodbye Volcano High had basically 4chan just drop into their Discord server. Oh, man. Uh, and that was a mess to deal with. But um, there are ways to handle it, right? Like, they locked down their Discord server overnight just because uh, it was safer that way, just to make sure no one could talk during the times they had to sleep. Uh, and then they had, like, bots come in, and then they started getting mods. And it is one of those things where even if you aren't prepared for something, there's always going to be some way in which you can help handle uh, the onslaught of things. And I think... A lot of people get really, really uh, nervous because, especially community managers who are under management, that are like, "It's all about the numbers. Make sure we have like six thousand members by the end of the week, or you're fired." Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, of like, if you're trying to create a safe, warm, kind server um, that does hold people accountable and all that, you are going to have some people who might leave or who might not join because it's not the space for them. Um, and being ha- being aware of that and acknowledging that, you know what, like, it's too bad if someone joins our Discord server and it's locked down overnight because I needed to sleep uh, and make sure that I could community manage the next day. Uh, I think that's one of the things that we have to account for and realize, like, you might not have the largest discord server because you need mental health like time for yourself um and that's okay 
Yeah, I think that kind of ties into, like, to you, another frustrating a frustration I have with our community is the whole, like, gaming is for everyone saying, which, like, I shouldn't put it on blast because, like, we even have a, a shirt that says that, right? But, like, to me, gaming is not for everyone because if you're an asshole, I don't want you. Like, and that's kind of the way that, like, our community has kind of been, like, cultivated. Um, And it's hard, though, because, like, like what you're saying, right? Like, you're not, like gonna get a huge popular community if you are saying like no you can't be racist or you can't be homophobic or whatever because there are a lot of people in these communities who are like that and like you're gonna immediately exclude them and so then you're not gonna get that audience or whatever and I get why people are worried about that to a degree because I mean like I was just complaining on Maine yesterday about how people don't understand traffic and like that's a real thing and like I get it but it does suck because you do have to draw a line between like, okay, where are we going to say that we need this for engagement and traffic and stuff? And where are we going to say like, no, we're sticking to our guns? Definitely. Um, and I know that a lot of people want to be like, oh, but like, what if there's someone who said something wrong and you could talk to them and then it could change their mind? And I agree, that would be really nice. But usually in a context of like, you you have to deal with thousands of members or hundreds of members it's really hard to have those one-on-one conversations and also as you said like the emotional labor and the who has to teach who about it um also also, i feel like like people really overestimate the number of people with shitty opinions who like are willing to be re-educated or like to see a different point of view Mm -hmm, mm because a lot of those people who i i don't know about y'all but i've tried to have conversations with people and a lot of them just don't fucking want to hear it yeah, no, there's a there's a way to change people's minds. And honestly, having one conversation with someone usually never changes someone, someone's mind. It has to be, like, continual. It has to be something that they're exposed to from people that they trust and actually like. Yeah, it has uh, to be personal. And that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, it has to be personal from, like, what I've seen on the net for sure. Yeah, so I don't, I don't fuck with that argument too, too much. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, too, because, like, I'm not going to prioritize someone else learning over someone else's safety. You know what I mean? Or, like, comfort in my space. Um, Yeah, it's... Gosh, it's it's just so much. There's just so much to unpack in terms of, like, talking to people, toxic communities, and, like, toxic positivity. The word toxic in itself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there was was another quote from that article that I pulled up that was from uh, a professor of psychology at... University of Michigan at Ann Arbor uh, named Stephanie Preston and uh, it said by far the most common phase is it's fine it will be fine you're starting you're stating that there really isn't a problem that needs to be addressed period you're kind of shutting out the possibility for further contemplation I can read Um, and then my note afterwards just says hmm in all caps Uh, because again it felt real familiar oh no like, that's just what it feels like, right? Whenever whenever I hear let people enjoy things now, like, that is that to me. Is just the, like, okay, so you're just shutting down a possibility that we can even have a conversation about this. Like, you are just flat out saying, no, there's not a problem. And that sucks. Yeah, and I think that comes from just, like, the notion of any conversation that's, like, negating something is automatically really negative toxic and bad because now that word is being thrown a lot more from what i've seen compared to like five years ago 
Um, it's it, it's it's not good. Um, and that's I think the big issue with a lot of these communities that are just like toxic positivity. Nothing bad can be said. Um, no problems here. Two communities that like are safe spaces and are and are good, but also are willing to have those conversations within like, hey, you can't do this sort of stuff, or hey, think about it this way. Um, and 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 that every time the whole like let people enjoy things like that comes up in my head. I don't know if they've had that conversation of like, hey, if I say like this is not really good, that doesn't automatically think like I I hate it. Or that I think you're bad. It's just like I want you to think it in a different way, um, and that's something I've kind of like learned throughout the years. Even with myself, you know, I used to also think that about like five years ago. Where it's just like, nope, nope, you're like, you're negating me, you're debating me. That's bad. Go away. Um, and then I've had that vice versa, where I try to have those conversations, and then you know that's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's one of those things actually that I've. Uh, learn from my degree in sociology for some reason Uh, but it's very similar to how people feel about food basically like the more someone does something in their daily life the more it kind of ingrained to their core it becomes it's like why you get why so many people get like so antsy when someone says they're vegan um or like suggests some sort of vegetarian life whatever it's Mm -hmm. uh because gaming, strangely enough, <laughs> can become sort of part of someone's core personality, um, having that questioned brings up a really guttural reaction in them. Um, and it isn't necessarily just like, it's sort of automatic sometimes. And I, and they don't want to listen to it. They, they don't want to hear that you hate their favorite game, Dark Souls, is problematic in some way. I don't know. Um because they identify so strongly with it. And if you are criticizing the game, it sort of feels like you're criticizing them as a person. And now they're a bad person. Uh, So I think it's like, it is one of those things where we just need to have those discussions of being like, hey, like, you can be separate from the game as well. Like, liking something Um, doesn't make you part of it, you know? Like... Exactly, exactly. Um, And yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like how... People in, who are really into yoga, like, I, identify as being yoga people. It's it's having to separate yourself from these products, yeah. these capitalist products. Like, so <laughs> you're, you're, you, your personality is not your hobbies, like... Mm-hmm, exactly. And I feel like video games has a very bad problem with that. Not that, like, like, what you're saying is true. Like, there are plenty of other, like, super hardcore runners or like whatever like all of that stuff exists but like i don't know i think it's just maybe because like that's the scene that we're in but it is so blatant that it's like people make certain games into like their whole personality or like just being a gamer like their whole personality Mm -hmm. and it kind of goes back to that thing of like people get really like take things really personally when it's like i'm not attacking you just because you're like either related to the game or you liked it like that's not the criticism is not at you, but like, mm-hmm. hey, maybe if it's hitting like a sore spot, maybe that's something to think about instead of getting pissy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get so what we need is basically some self awareness. Hi, some gamers, go to therapy. <laughs> Please go to therapy if you can afford it. It'd be great. <laughs> if you can afford a new Xbox, go to therapy. <laughs> 
Oh, wait, how much would how much like therapy could you afford from an Xbox? Um, I mean, if it's sliding scale, probably like at least a few oh, sessions, true. right? Like that's like true. a three hundred dollar Xbox. I think my sliding scale therapy was like eighty bucks. So mm-hmm. oh, nice. yeah, my sliding so scale when I lived in LA was like I think forty five bucks. Whoa! Yeah. What? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So like. You can find relatively af- like affordable uh, therapy if you uh, can afford an Xbox. Nice. <laughs> new discussion. Don't buy the new console. Honestly, that's going to be an article. I'm going to write an article that's just <laughs> how much therapy you can afford by not buying an Xbox or a PS5. Oh my oh god. My <laughs> uh, oh god. I don't do we have any, like, what, I guess, what are some of the stuff that, like, you've had to deal with, Victoria, as far as, like, you know, doing community stuff and communications for Kit Fox? Like, what are, I guess, like, I don't want to say pro tips, because I know you already kind of said, like, eh, it's hard to give advice without having a context, but I guess just, like, from your experiences doing that kind of stuff, or I guess, like, what are some pitfalls that you've seen that maybe people could avoid, or I don't know, stuff like that? Like, in terms of toxic positivity? And, like, just, like, community stuff and just, like, I don't know, like, I guess, like, seeing the signs that you maybe do need to nip something in the bud or... Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can actually speak from personal experience. So when I was first starting off at KitFox, I was very nervous. (laughs) I was so sure I was going to be fired for numerous reasons. Oh, that didn't make sense. But anyways, um, but so I had the experience of being a very early community manager who was very afraid of people leaving the community. Um, I was I think one of the biggest fears in community management is that, like, say you have a discord server and you type something and no one responds. It's just silent and it's really awkward. Uh so in the really early days of Kitfox, when we had a smaller community, I was like, I need to make sure that we keep as many people as possible. So I tried not to take sides in many things. I was very like, oh, like, we don't need to ban this person. Like, we shouldn't kick this person. I'll talk to them, and then maybe they'll understand, and then the next time they won't do it again, And which is okay in a general sense. But they kept, they kept co- like, towing the line of our rules and not necessarily breaking it, but making it a very stressful uh, community to be in, let's say, or at least whenever they were talking. Um... And I ref- didn't do anything about it. Again, this is me admitting to my mistakes, clearly. Uh, and at one point, actually, it just at one point it just blew up. Like a bunch of community members got really mad at this person, and they just left the Discord server. And because I was just so afraid of silence, and because this person talked a lot in the community, so I thought that meant they were an active, good participant in the community that I should keep them. Um, like looking back on it now, I'm like, oh, like. No, they just basically took up space that someone else who was more positive, who was more genuine, could have taken in this community. Um, So that's, I think, something like I've really learned in terms of not not wanting to have a silent discord, but also realizing, no, you need to you need to nip those people in the butt. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that that was one thing. Um, There's so many. There's just. There's just so many things that comes with, like, community management online, honestly. Oh, yeah. It's not easy. It's it's very hard. It's so fucking yeah. hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, but, I mean, all that to say is that it's, like, I think 
now especially like people can like smell the bullshit from a mile away of like toxic positivity not everyone like some people love the like live laugh love kind of stuff for sure and if it brings you strength and that makes you happy good on you whatever you need um but especially in game development i think above all people are very smart they value the transparency and the fact that you know sometimes not everything goes right and not everything is sunshine and rainbow rainbows especially when it comes to games um and finding those people is really important for sure it seems hard if you like because we just do it in our free time like this is your whole deal this is your this is your food money I mean, I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it in its own way. It has a lot of good to it, for sure. Um, yeah, I guess... Uh, what was it? I think it's interesting, though, because the fact that you do it in your free time is interesting to me, because I would assume in someone's free time they wouldn't want to deal with this. Oh my gosh, let me tell you. It's because <laughs> like, me... we're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I so other than um uppercut I I was in a anime convention group where I modded just like it it wasn't even affiliated with the convention it just like was a space to like talk about the events or the photo shoot meetups that like came up but then it became sort of like a discussion group um, and then that grew to like 5,000 people and it just became insane. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Why am I up at 2 a.m. arguing with this person that says like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think like they said some awful things. I don't want to repeat it. But basically just bad, really, really bad things about anime and certain people. And I was like, I don't need to do this anymore. So yeah, it's, it, it's not easy. Victoria, you're you're really you're really doing a, a number one for all of us. Thank you. Well, I mean, I think Uppercut is also doing a number one for all of us. So oh. we're in commonality of admiring each other. <laughs> um, it's a Spider-Man meme. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think when you do have an actual community that knows how to be accountable for each other who are accountable for their own feelings and for their own actions then you do have a really good community that won't just break apart the minute they hear something kind of disappointing um or actually care for each other because uh, i think especially online we really we kind of mistake the ability to connect like we have so many like opportunities to network and talk to each other i suppose but that's not the same as like true genuine connection Mm -hmm. um so when you have when you aren't afraid of like if you aren't afraid of calling someone out like politely or you aren't afraid of maybe telling something to someone that they might not like then i feel like you are walking on eggshells and it's really difficult and really sad and lonely (laughs) sometimes to feel that way yeah, it's hard because I do think a lot of the time, like, people come to online communities to have, like, genuine connections, right? And then, like, sometimes if a community is too big, I think, like, you can't be, like, genuine friends with everyone, right? Like, that's just mm-hmm. not a thing that can happen. But, you know, I think it is good to generate a community where people can find their own friendships on their own. Um, and, you know, you're just fostering, like, a healthy space for that to grow. Um, I think that's cool. But then, too, do y'all have to deal with a lot of, like, um, what is that called? Why am I forgetting the word? 
parasocial relationships, like, with you all, because, like, you're, like, a personality now, right? Like, you do the TikToks, and, like, you're very much in front of Kit Fox, I feel like. Is that, like, an issue that you have to deal with? God, you've just, like, touched upon something that I literally have had anxiety over. Oh, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> like, sis, no, 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 it's great. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, it, I don't know, honestly. Like, I do sort of feel... I am very aware, like, I am very aware of parasocial relationships and, like, whole influencer culture and everything. And I don't think I'm at that stage. Like, I'm not making YouTube videos about my daily life and, you know, bringing people along. Um, But I do think, and I'm very critical of social media because I work on it. Um, I do think there is this, oh, God, I don't want to sound like I'm, like, bragging either. But anyways, I do think there's this, this weird perception of, like of me um whether it's because like i tweet out the community management tips or someone laughs at my tiktok like i'm glad they have a positive association with me but i would really hate it i would really hate it if they um don't see that there's i don't know nuance to who i am as a person Mm. and the internet does love to do that right so it's like it's like how at one point in my career span, like, I dabbed once, and then it was like, oh, Victoria's into dabbing now. And then it sort of became a thing, and I was like, I don't like dabbing that much, but because everyone's, like, talking about it, I guess I'm just gonna, like, dab for the- and Oh, that's me too. Funny. Like, I made one joke about monster fucking on main, and, like, now here we are. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it, they- it, it really latches on to, like, one aspect of you. And I get it. It's like, it's- if we, if I had to, like, remember everyone in the most nuanced way, and, you know, there's, like, thousands and thousands of people on Twitter, it's really hard to keep track of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have a good answer in terms of, like, am I, what do I, how do I feel about parasocial relationships? I am uncomfortable with them, but I don't also know how to really deal with it because we are so restricted by the medium we interact on, which is normally Twitter. yeah. Well, we were having a chat in the Uppercut server the other day about having an alt account, um, and this is related, I promise, because, like, I firmly believe that if you are someone who uses Twitter frequently and has a big following or, you know, a following over, like, probably a thousand people, like, I think you are, like, legally required to have an alt, um, (laughs) because I don't think Twitter is usable otherwise, um, and, like, a lot of people were talking, and I was, like, you know, like, the 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 version of me that people see on main is maybe 30% of who I am at this point. Like mm-hmm. I have definitely just conceded to the fact that like we're brands now. That's we're walking talking mm-hmm. brands and that's, you know, it's fine. I I can live with it. There are worse brands than mine. Um but yeah, it is something where like it was kind of weird having to like have that conversation like having that conversation and then saying like to these people who are my friends but who are also like conceivably like quote-unquote fans right or at least an audience um Mm -hmm. being like yeah y'all don't see the real me all the time and like I don't want you to (laughs) like we're not friends like that and we're lucky because they get that and respect it but you know it's a real thing of like having to have those boundaries with people and like I'm I think I we're honestly just lucky that a lot of the folks in our server are like other freelancers and stuff so they kind of get it um and the rest Mm -hmm. of people are just nice but like yeah, there's no guarantee that people are going to get that and, like, 
it's hard because a lot of people are nice and they just like what they see of you. So you don't want to be mean, but like people aren't entitled to you all the time, you know, and that's hard when you're always online. For sure. And I this is, I mean, this is, I guess, not super related to toxic positivity, or maybe it is. It's like, it is that slice of someone's life that seems perfect or like a carefully curated version of themselves, right? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, I think it's, it's hard to, cause I got, I got this a lot when I was starting off in Twitter. Like I would see people who would like tweet out really funny things. I'd be like, God, I could never be like that. I wish I was like that. Um, of course their life must mm-hmm. be so much more put together and they have all of this while I had to start from nothing. And you know, you know that like kind of like spiraling <laughs> a thought process. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's strange and it's, um, and then because you become a brand quotation marks, it's really weird when someone criticizes you because then now they're like criticizing the best version you've put out of yourself or something. And then that becomes a whole other thing, I guess, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's again one of those things that require a lot of nuance. Like I I hate I hate like. I hate it when someone feels I'm automatically a good person because I say something vaguely woke. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that I, I probably have some things that I need to, like, sort out. Who knows? Yeah, um, I feel that, but, too. Yeah. A lot of, yeah, right? A lot of people, because of, like, the EGM stuff, are like, oh, Uppercut's so great. They're saving games journalism. And I'm like, we are dumb babies. Like, please, <laughs> please, please don't, like idealize us too much yeah it's it's always the thing of like putting someone on a pedestal that is the most uncomfortable thing because you just have so far to fall mm-hmm. um and i and it's what it is one of those things where like again like with criticism with anything i think being able to make a mistake is actually very valuable and to be able to learn from it and to not be again this falls into nuance of like you know cancel culture etc etc um and we're not talking about like huge terrible things that people have done uh but again yeah to be able to like oh no like i accidentally said something i didn't realize what it was and i say this from a place of like i have parents who are immigrants and english is their second language so sometimes they'll say something they learned from a movie and i'm like whoa we cannot say that Mm -hmm. (laughs) we cannot say that but i will talk to you about it and that's okay like i understand what you're trying to say here's what you actually meant um so yeah being able being able to have like friends and people to call you out on it in a safe and yeah positive way i think it's really important yeah well and two it's like i think like right like people just gotta really remember social media is fucking fake like mm-hmm. twitter is not real and like like i think i'm generally a nice and good person but like i have also done bad things to people and like you have to you know deal with that and like like the people like in question like and i are on good terms now and we have figured our shit out right but like yeah that's not that doesn't change like what happened right like none of us are all of us are people and like there does mm-hmm. need to be room for that but also like if you get called out or whatever you have to be able to take the l you know and like learn from mm-hmm. it um which not a lot of folks know how to do it's true mm-hmm. oh my god the all the non-apologies i've seen yeah, <laughs> it's not hard to say you're sorry you just have to actually be <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. 
I wish that happened a lot more often. Because, um, again, yeah, like you guys said, there are people who don't do that. <laughs> there are people who do think they're, like, the wokest of the woke and, like, they can't do no wrong and their apologies are not really apologies. Um, but I think that also kind of delves into the community. Um, if someone that you idolize, like, learns something, apologizes, and puts in that work, that does influence a shit ton of people. You know, yeah. it does put you mm -hmm. in your head of like oh maybe what i think what they thought was also wrong maybe i shouldn't think that way um well and that goes back into the like parasocial shit though right because some people are so willing to be like no they're right no matter what like the jenna marbles thing right where she was like yeah mm. i like perpetuated some bad stuff and like that's on me and i'm sorry about it and i'm gonna walk away from youtube for a while to just like kind of learn and like reassess my shit and so many people were like freaking out and like saying that she had done nothing wrong and like how it was this big deal and it's like she chose to do this she said it like no one asked her to leave no one was like trying to cancel her she just like had a moment of growth and was like you know what i need to like reassess some things and people were like freaking out and it's like if your fave wants to hold themselves accountable please let them i know oh my goodness um yeah and i think it it falls into the thing of like i've seen this so many in so many places like i know a lot of streamers youtubers that kind of thing not even just in games just in general really hate being called influencers but you but i that's what you do you you are one <laughs> like i i i get it like i'm in my own way weirdly enough like in a slight way like an influencer like if you have a certain amount of following and people tend to trust your opinion, you you have an influence over them. If they like you, you have some sort of influence over them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You post and say, hey, this restaurant kind of sucks. They're going to believe automatically that, yeah, that fucking place sucks. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's even yeah. like Twitter dogpiling, right? Like some people can't like have any strong opinions online because their fans are going to go fucking ape shit. I got you, yeah. Yep, yep. The power the power <laughs> too much power that's too much power i can't like i feel like once you get to that point you just can't tweet <laughs> like you just gotta be <laughs> quiet <laughs> basically just fucking post pictures of your dogs and hang out <laughs> you hear that rusty <laughs> it's your time to shine it's just gonna be us <laughs> monty and my accounts are officially just turning into dog accounts <laughs> you know what that's that is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, it's just going to be Misty, Reyna, and Rusty content 24-7. Love that. Love that for us. Uppercut's going through a brand timelines, I think. Maybe I'll finally look at it, learn how to take fucking photos. Um, <laughs> do y'all have any uh, like closing thoughts on this? I know Monty has to get back to work soon. Yeah, I mean, just to repeat everything we kind of said... Um, being positive all the time if you're in a community that is in one just like that and that works for you great um but if you see things being brought up that you know is an issue and they're being ignored um think about that sit on that um if you are part of something that is being criticized um on a general level that is not an attack on you um, I, I know it's it's very hard, especially for me with my last job that I like talked about. It, it it feels like an attack. It feels like they're talking about you that like you don't um appreciate these things, you don't see these things, you're not a part of these things. Um, but again, there are things that are about the company. 
and they need to be brought up and they need to be talked about so things can change even if you are within that demographic it it still needs to be a conversation unfortunately like you might be not enough for that change more things need to happen there needs to be a momentum i i just see that a lot nowadays and you know that could be happening with like my career in the future and that's something that i need to remind myself of and hold accountability um something about uppercut as well like things aren't always perfect and if someone has to say something you need to hear it out yeah those are my those are my thoughts very nice very nice uh i guess i'll go next uh yeah i guess my closing thoughts are similar in the like the as we initially talked about in the beginning of the podcast of toxic positivity and all that and really really holding each other accountable and being good to each other in that way because we're not especially as 2020 has shown us we're not in a time where it is okay to go back to a quotation mark normal because that normal meant that a lot of people were taken advantage of um a lot of people that we care and love are not in a place where they were able to speak up so sometimes it's one of those things where we have to help and uh support uh, those that maybe don't have the voice that we are privileged to have um, and second is that I think one of the biggest things one of the best qualities a community m- manager can have is the ability to understand where someone is coming from uh, even if you don't know their entire background story and all that so when you do when you do get those criticisms when you do get something that makes you in your gut feel gross and disgusting and feel like you want to just angrily attack this person in retaliation. And I'm not perfect. I've said snarky things to people back before. Um, But understanding sometimes and being able to separate like the actual advice from just bitterness and under and knowing when someone's sad or angry or frustrated or if they're just having a really bad time i think is a really important nuance that we need to keep in mind when we are interacting on the internet that was beautiful <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs> um yeah i think i i echo everything that monty and uh victoria said and also too like i think people really need to realize that like your community reflects on you like, if your branding is on something and people are out there being jerks or, like, harassers or whatever, like, people are eventually going to associate that with you. So, like, you need to be on top of it. And if you actually care about stuff like that, like, you need to do something about it, you know? Like, you can't just say that and not keep a handle on people because um, they are representing you to a degree whether you want them to be or not. Um, so, and yeah, and also just, like, Games would be better if, like, art space didn't suck, so. Try what harder, if, I don't know. What if no video games at all? <laughs> what What if we just deleted video games? What if we deleted the internet? Mm, Monty, what sounds... the fuck would we do? Uh, I'd hang out with Rusty, honestly. Just Rusty. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, video games, to be determined. Um, <laughs> uncited on video games. Uh, but yeah, uh, Victoria, you were a guest. Uh, where can people find you? And do you have plugs and things like that that you would like to leave off with? Sure. Yeah. So if you would like to hear more of my ramblings, more 
randomness. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at the VTran. I also work for Kit Fox Games. At Kit Fox Games, we're making a game called Boyfriend Dungeon, which is a dating simulator dungeon crawler mashup, and also a murder mystery game called Lucifer Within Us, which is releasing October 15th of this year. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and you can find out all about that on the Twitter I just mentioned or on kitfoxgames.com. Awesome. And Monty, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FriedMonty. Hell yeah. And you can find our uh, currently sick but coming back at some point uh, host Jess at Jess is just fine on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TY underscore GN8Rs. And uh, Colin Around is an uppercut product, which you can find on all social media at Uppercut Crit and over on Uppercut Crit. Dot com. If you'd like to hang out with the Uppercut crew and our various friends our, our very cool, good community Discord uh, that we mentioned <laughs> a lot today, uh, you can join it. There's going to be a link in the show notes. And if you like our show, please be sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you just can't get enough, you can head over to patreon.com slash Uppercut Chris and Crit, not Chris, Uppercut Crit, and uh, toss, you know, however much money you got uh, to get our shows early or even get your name read at the end just like these folks here uh, and these are our patreon producers uh we have jordan malcolm ramey just dale uh chris egerton <laughs> <laughs> i love it i'm sorry every time it's so good uh jesse vitelli eric sap jv gwaltney game crash adept 777 tyler mccall optional objectives michael Diaz suarez kenneth shepherd lucas lyon eric Jin, eli bergmas adrian arock williams matthew flowers andrew sherman colton crow sean martin jesse peterson numair osman alamin jared Shu, dj kento cam Koenig, quentin hoffman admiral mapping and mikey phillips thank you all so much for supporting us and for your generosity and for listening and consuming Uppercut content. No matter what you do, we love you and appreciate it. Uh, And thank you for palling around with us.